don't really know where, where it's going to be. But at the same time, I'm struggling to see the cap away from, from New Zealand and from Auckland. I don't think it will happen. I think everyone will do the best they can to try to have the cap of a year in a couple of years or whatever, or whenever it's going to be. Oma, the Oma, the cap is Auckland, and, and I think it's going to be here. It was funny, when we lost uh, race one, everyone uh, on board and on the chase boat was actually happy. And we said, fuck guys, we can have a shot here. We knew they were faster than us. But on the same time, again, we knew it was taking a little bit of time to them to get up to speed, because obviously they didn't race at all. If instead to be 3-3, we were 4-2, you never know what's gonna happen. At the beginning we are in love and it's like a marriage, no? And uh, when you don't want to spend any more day with your wife, uh, I mean, you cannot, that story cannot last uh, for so long. If you see Grant on the, on the street, we shake his hand and uh, we'll probably have a beer with him or we go ride a motorbike together, but I mean, we are not in the war. Max Serena is an America's Cup survivor, having done seven campaigns with various teams, but he has a burning desire to win the America's Cup with an Italian team. He got close recently, taking Luna Rossa Prada Pirelli to the America's Cup match, but ultimately came up short against Emirates Team New Zealand. The team boss joins me for this episode of Broadreach Radio to dissect Luna Rossa's campaign, the dual helmsman strategy, their top speed, the pivotal race eight when they led by nearly nine minutes only to lose, and what happened for his relationship with Emirates Team New Zealand to break down. But we also delve into what happens next, like Max's future with Luna Rossa and the America's Cup, his thoughts on where and when the next one will be, and the impact some of the new rules will have on other teams. Max is due to fly back to Italy tomorrow, so it was a privilege to spend a good amount of time with an honest and engaging character. He's the sort of figure who brings the colour the America's Cup is known for, so I hope you enjoy this podcast. Max Serena, welcome to the show. Hi, thanks. Thanks to invite me. Well, we're sitting at the Royal Akarana Yacht Club uh, a couple of days before you fly back to Italy. Um, what have you been up to since the end of the America's Cup? Well, we just came back uh, actually last night from uh, from a, a nice trip in the south of Ireland, which I never, I never been, even if you are, I mean, I spent probably 10 years in New Zealand since uh, 1987 and uh, I discover another country. It's completely different compared to the north of Ireland, and uh, for sure it's wild. And but um, was nice. Was nice to have a to have a little bit of time with the family as well, because uh, during the cup it's almost impossible to you almost forgot the family, and it was uh, it was probably one of the first holidays we had together uh, since uh, three or four years ago. So it was uh, 
I was pleased. Unfortunately, too short. Well, you've had probably a few weeks to reflect on the campaign. You know, just overarching, how do you look back on it? Well, obviously, if, if I could be able to go back, uh, uh, I would make some different uh, decisions and different... Um, and, yeah, different decision on the boat, especially, and uh, and um, but I guess uh, I would like to race again, uh, race uh, three and four, and see what could happen. I think we we lost a couple of uh, opportunity on those on those day, and uh, we could we could be in a different a different uh, position. Today, but but the reality, the reality. I mean, they were just uh, too fast for us. And you know, in a longer, uh, in a longer, in a long series like that, uh, uh, I mean, the fastest boat is coming out at the end. And but unfortunately, I don't have the 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 newspaper the day after, no before. So, but uh, I, I think the biggest thing, the, the thing which changed completely everything, is the fact that. The, we did a race in Cagliari and in England uh, one and a half years ago, and um, so it was a, a good opportunity for all of us to to see where we were in terms of uh, in terms of um, of performance, in terms of idea and and everything. And um, and um, I think we did pretty well at the beginning of the campaign. We developed a pretty good boat, a good uh, tool. And so on, and um, we probably could push a little bit more in terms of oil design and so on. But uh, I mean, at the end, this is sport, no? so there will be always someone better than you. But is there a sense also of pride, I guess, of what you achieved over that campaign as well? Well, obviously, it's been a successful campaign, even if uh, we didn't win at the end. And uh, for me personally, uh, I received tons of compliments from Italy, from all around the world in reality. I did an interview with a uh, with, uh, um, US magazine or Australian, South Africa, all around the world, which is unusual, considering we are talking about Sani. In Italy, people get crazy, completely crazy, but I'm, I'm not the type of guy I want to win. I'm not, I'm not happy just to have in, uh, uh, no, people... Uh, um, sending you a good message or uh, um, I mean uh, uh, my, 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 my way to work is only to try to win and success and uh, obviously we didn't, we did really good considering we start from scratch from a white paper three, three years ago we, I put together the team uh, in a couple of months where obviously Team New Zealand is there for uh, uh, 20 years or so no? and in reality there is people which are involved since uh, 1995 so and I think that is what really makes the difference because there is a, a completely different approach in Team New Zealand they are uh, is a pure national team apart few guys and uh, so it's a different environment compared to uh, everyone else I mean the, 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 the lack of the people that are working in the team is huge if you consider any other team where there is people coming from all around the world, the base, you, you, know, you don't know where is the base every time, no? if you, you're going to be in Italy or whatever other country, where Team New Zealand is like a kind of a normal job, but it's a dreaming job, no? because everyone would love to be 
in the team, I guess, uh, as a Kiwi. And, um, and also they're smart, they're, they're good sailor, good technician, good designer, and, um, and, but at the same time, I think if you're doing everything right, you can beat them. We went, I think we, we won most of the race, the, the race we won against them is because we sailed better than them. And, uh, and that is the reason why I think if we could be able to win a race, uh, race three and four, it could be a different scenario. But, but obviously, I mean, you, we will never know. Mm. Well, I'm keen to explore the campaign a little bit more shortly, but I thought it'd probably be quite useful at this point to delve into, I guess, what has emerged since that last race. Um, You've mentioned that Mr. Bertelli, as you like to uh, call your boss, wants you back for the next campaign. Have you committed to leading next uh, Lunarossa Challenge? Um, it took a little bit uh, of time because Patrizio is always, uh, uh, which is good. I mean, everyone, I think, would love to have a guy like that on the top. I mean, he's super committed and... Uh, and uh, I'm happy to say he's committed not just for one campaign but for uh, for a longer period, which I think is important for to give continuity and to create uh, the right momentum for Luna Rosa. Um, I will be I will be with Luna Rosa again. I had to I had to give something back to Patrizio because he gave me the opportunity to to, to run the team and uh, and uh, and I think I had to do that for him and. Uh, but I will do that for me as well and for the guy they've been with me in the last three years and a half. So, yeah, I commit for, uh, for the next campaign. I really hope there will be an America's Cup uh, in the next couple of years, but, uh, but yes, I'm committed. Well, it's good to hear. Have you put together most of the team you'd like for that next campaign? We, yeah, I, I spoke individually with all the team members uh, before... Uh, the day after the, 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 the last race, I start to talk individually with everyone. And obviously, I don't have everyone under contract, but, uh, but um, uh, I put most of the guy on retainer and, uh, and, uh, and eventually ready to start working as soon as, as, soon as we will have more, uh, more detail and more info about the future. So does that include Jimmy Spittle and Francesco Bruni? I'm talking quite a lot with Jimmy and Keiko. Now they are both in Bermuda, and uh, they are they are they are racing there. And uh, and yes, the idea is to confirm both of them. The big question: When and where is the next America's Cup going to be? Well, it's a good question, and um, and I think by knowing Grant uh, and uh, by knowing the 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 way. Everything is settled up uh, in the next couple of weeks. I think no one really knows where, where it's going to be. Uh, I, I, to be uh, I believe what, uh, what Grant and, uh, and some of the guys are saying, but, um, but at the same time, I'm struggling to see the cap away from, from New Zealand and from Auckland. I don't think it will happen. I think everyone will do the best they can to try to have the cap here in a couple of years or whatever, or whenever it's going to be here in Auckland. I think uh, Oma, the Oma the Cup is Auckland and, uh, and I think it's going to be here. But th this is my personal feeling and opinion, but, I, but I'm sure by knowing 
even if he's a tough guy, he's a straight guy, Grant, I know, I know he loves New Zealand, he loves his country, and uh, he will try to do as much as he can to retain the cup here. So we've, we've heard about this potential deed of gift uh, match involving Team New Zealand and Enios only in the Isle of Wight. Um, what was your reaction when you heard that? Well, uh, my first reaction is uh, why? Why you want to do something like that? What is the reason? What is the benefit of doing something like that? There is no benefit for anyone. There is no benefit for Team New Zealand. There is no benefit for Ineos. And there is no benefit for uh, the sailing community and the American Scout community, you know, because, I mean, to, to, to have a great event, a great sport event, you need to have multiple teams. And actually, we need to, I think we need to work to try to to attract more, uh, even more team than last time, no? So, and, and again, I'm, I mean, I know pretty well Ben uh, Grant and uh, most of the people involved in this, uh, in all this decision. I would be surprised if uh, they're gonna do a solo event. Uh, I think uh, no one would benefit from that. So we've also seen some of the new rules come out, which included the confirmation of the AC-75s as the yeah. class to be used. But we've also got that nationality clause, 100% nationality clause. What did you make of that? Uh, I mean, I can imagine that it could, it could come from Team New Zealand for, uh, for many reasons, because uh, obviously in New Zealand there is uh, tons of good sailors. And... Um, in England as well, because the Brits, uh, the, I think, apart probably one guy, they were uh, fully English. On the same time, the nationality rule uh, doesn't really help a new team, even if uh, they said that for new team they could uh, they could decide uh, in a different uh, on a different way uh, to accept uh, their challenge. Um, I mean, at the end, at the end, the rules are uh, are imposed by the defender and the new challenger record. So uh, this is this is the America's Cup. At the end, you cannot complain or you cannot uh, go against. No, if you want to enter into the cup, you need to accept the new protocol. And if the new protocol uh, is what uh, what is written, we we will follow that. So, but again, if you want to have more team, probably doesn't really help uh, to have uh, more or new team coming, but. But that one was uh, a press release. We need to. I think we need to see what 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 really the protocol will say. Does it affect Luna Rossa very much? No, really, no, really, because uh, we can we can build a national team, and uh, and I think we we did a pretty good job in Luna Rossa to create. Uh, a kind of a new generation uh, sailor, and uh, I'm actually going back to Italy to start uh, this program again with some other good sailor coming from Olympic class and uh, and some really young guy, like 15, 16 years old. So it's a long-term project. So um, I think we are, we are fine on that. So let's see what's going to happen. Do you have a sense of how many teams could potentially be here for the next one? Well, we've been approached uh, on the first couple of days when we won, when we were three, uh, three all on the uh, with Team New Zealand by a few potential challenger record. Uh, we know there is a Lingi which is keen to be back. We know there is few other potential uh, team. 
I think everyone is waiting the, the new protocol to try to understand what you can really do and uh, when the cap is going to be because uh, obviously if it's going to be uh, a kind of a little gift match I will kill uh, those potential teams and, uh, and on the same time I think a new team need, uh, needs a little bit of time to, to, to set the, the team and the group and, uh, and we need to understand what you can really do if you can buy a second-hand boat, uh, if uh, you can build a, a non-surrogate yacht and, and so on. So I, I think in, uh, I'm expecting to, to see something between six to eight weeks and uh, that I think will give us uh, a better idea on what it's going to be. Let's talk a little bit about the boat, the, the AC-75s, because you're a big fan. Um, yeah. You've even described them as, and I quote, like having sex with a woman. Yeah. What makes them so good? Well, because, um, I mean, it's funny. Yesterday I did an interview for one of our sponsors, and, uh, and um, he asked me why the young guy, they want to go faster and faster, no, with the boat, why everyone wants to foil now. And the main reason is because... Um, I mean, sport, especially in, in the sailing world, sport, most of the time it goes uh, together with technology. And, uh, and uh, more technology you have, faster you can go. No? It's like in Formula One. No? In Formula One now they're going uh, huge speed, mainly because they got tons of control system to be able to do that. And the AC-75 represents the top of, uh, of the technology you can find today in a, in a yacht. The AC-72 it was a monster, but the boat was at a different level compared to the technology available to control the boat. You know? and, and, I think, and, and I think with the AC-75 we reach a, a level which, uh, which is huge. I think uh, uh, it was... Um, um, you say in English, it was bad to do not see in the final any race uh, in 20 knots. It was, uh, I was keen to see that and uh, unfortunately it didn't happen. We, we saw 20 knots most of the time in the round robin. And, um, uh, and I think the future of this class is going to be even more. We can, I mean, today if you have to redesign the boat, you know you're going to be over 50 knots easy. And... Uh, and and when you sail with a sailboat, where uh, and you go three times faster than the breeze, is something something unique. And and the good thing of this boat, you can do everything. No, you we saw in the pre-start or in some of the maneuver we did, uh, even in the final in a race three, I think or two, where we took the guy over lay line for the mark. Is something no one was expecting to this type of boat. No, everyone is thinking when you foiling. You cannot do a proper match race or stuff like that. The reality we prove you can do even more than what we did uh, with the version five boat. And uh, and again, the the emotion and the feeling you have when you sail uh, in 15 knots uh, around 45 uh, or even more, uh, I mean, is something unique, which is hard to describe. That is the reason why it's like having sex, no? Because everyone can have sex, but no one. There is only few people uh, able to to sell this type of boat, which is which is a shame. You know? I would love to have uh, to give the opportunity to more people to understand what what you feel when you sail with this type of boat. So you mentioned about 
something racing and 20 knots and, and Team New Zealand, a couple of their people have, have said their regret is that people didn't see it at that top end. Did you feel like you might have been more than competitive in that wind range? Uh, um, I think in pure, in pure uh, boat speed, they, probably, they, they, they were probably faster, for sure faster than us. But in terms of boat handling, I think we were uh, better than them. And mainly because their boat was a little bit uh, harder to sail. That is the reason I'm always saying the Team New Zealand boat is really reflect Pete and Blair. No, the way they sell even in the 49er. If you look to both from far, you recognize them in the way they sell the boat. And, uh, and we saw them in, in Big Breeze, and we know they were pushing pretty hard, but at the same time, they were on the edge uh, most of the time. And um, so I was keen to see, I'm not saying we were faster than them, but probably in pre-start, in some of the maneuver, we were probably... Uh, um, more uh, reliable and uh, but again no, it will, it's something which is there in the cloud and we will probably see in, in a few years time So you said at one press conference you achieved a speed of 53.4 knots one day, was that your top speed? was our top speed 53.7 or something like that and, uh, and it wasn't that windy, it was uh, 18 18, 19 and it was actually a uh, just uh, in the channel here in Rangitoto, uh, downwind, and um, and it's fast. I mean, go over 50 knots with the, with the bottle at the end in a couple of uh, square meters of surface is full on, I can tell you that. <laughs> How much more do you think you can get out of these boats? I think we are just at the beginning. I think we are just at the beginning, uh, and, and again, if... Uh, we can, if we could start to design the boat now, it would be a completely different boat. And I think everyone has uh, the knowledge uh, of uh, racing now, which is different compared to sailing alone in the ocean. No? When you're sailing alone in the ocean, you feel fast, you feel nice, you feel stable, you feel in control. And then when you got one boat which is pushing you, it's a completely different game. And um, so for sure it would be... Uh, you can make the uh, an AC75 way better than what we saw what we saw a few weeks ago, and uh, and um, and everyone knows that, and I think everyone is looking forward for that, no? Because uh, we know we can make a better boat, we can improve the boat uh, in terms of system, in terms of uh, aero and um, and uh, sail design, and um, and that is the reason why I said many times. I would be no surprise if in, in, for the next cup we're going to see 60 knots with this boat. And uh, I think it will happen 100%. So how much would you like to wind back the clock and sort of be a sailor on these boats? Ah, well, that, that was uh, my thinking every morning. No? When, uh, I mean, for a guy like me, which has spent most of his life on board or racing, and... Uh, Seeing the boat uh, leaving the dock with me on the chase boat and no longer on the boat is uh, is tough, but uh, but I guess it's part of the it's part of the game, no? I mean, you're getting older, and you cannot expect to have a guy, a 50 years old guy, on board on this type of boat. It's no longer a type of boat uh, for uh, for old uh, guy like me. 
and 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 I had to accept that. I accept that, and it's a challenge. It's a big challenge for a guy like me, which are super competitive, and uh, I never give everything for fact. So, but it's part of the deal. But did you get a turn on the handlebars every so often? Ah, yeah, yeah. I did. I did that a few times, but but but. Um, I'm not a type of guy which uh, which is putting himself on board just because I'm leading the team. I know I, I'm always looking for the best for the team, not for myself. I mean, as I said many times, the rock star is the team. It's not me, Jimmy, or any other in the team. Otherwise, uh, if one of us uh, is going to collapse, uh, the full team will collapse. No, so we need to all work for the team, and um, and. And again, if you want to have fun, I will take one dinghy or a motor and I will go sailing alone or doing some other type of racing, which I will do uh, next summer in Europe. So instead we had uh, Jimmy and Checo, uh, you know, the driving the boat. But you're the only team to go with a dual helmsman option. Um, looking back now, was it the right call? I, I, I think so. I think we... we uh, we, we proved we were the best team. I mean, we need to be honest. I think uh, in the pre-start, in the box, uh, we were probably the best team. I think we won 90% of the pre-start. And I think we won races because we won uh, the pre-start, even the one with Team New Zealand, the first three races, because we've been able to start ahead and to bounce, uh, to bounce the, them back. And even with the, with the, with the Neos and, uh, and American Magic, I think in the match race pre-start is pretty important when you have a, uh, a more or less even boat. Obviously, if uh, the other boat is way faster than you, it's harder. But but I think uh, I don't know if it's going to happen again in the future. But I think uh, at this time it was uh, it was the right choice and. Uh, if we start the campaign tomorrow, we're gonna start again like that, and then see if uh, we should change something or not on that uh, on that respect. But I think uh, it's been it's been good. Do you expect other teams to investigate that option a bit more now? I, I think everyone has investigated that. The, we saw actually Ineos uh, run in a time of pre-start like that with Ben only on one side. And uh, we know Team New Zealand tested that uh, before the final. And, uh, but it's not something you can switch uh, just like that from one week to the other. It took, it took a lot of time to, to develop the communication, the system and so on. And also once you decide uh, to, 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 to run to Elsman, you need to reflect on the playbook of the other guy you know, as well. So it's not a change you can do just like that off the box. but. Um, but I think everyone will uh, will investigate that uh, even more. But I think we need to see again what what type of boat or what you can do differently inside of the AC75 class rule uh, for the next cup. So Jimmy said um, after that last race, it was like taking a gun uh, a knife to a gunfight taking on Team New Zealand. When you lined up for that first race of the final, though, did you realistically think you had a chance of lifting the America's Cup? Uh, uh, to be honest, yes. I think uh, the it was funny when we lost uh, race one against them. Everyone uh, on board and on the chase boat was actually happy 
and we said, fuck guys, we can have a shot here. And I, and I think that is the reason why we won race two. And um, we knew they were faster than us. But on the same time, again, we knew it was taking a little bit of time to them to get up to speed because obviously they didn't race at all. And that is the reason why I'm always said, if instead to be 3-3, we were 4-2, you never know what's going to happen because you put a lot of pressure on top of uh, no, the other guy and, uh, and, 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 and you never know. No? So that is the reason why if you are looking back, the biggest uh, regret I have or the biggest uh, thinking I have is uh, what could happen if we, we, we could won race three and four. No? Um, but again, this is sport. I mean, you cannot you cannot change uh, the past. You can you can always uh, learn from uh, from the mistake you're doing because we did mistake in those uh, two races. And uh, but yes, at the beginning we thought we could have a, we could have a chance to at least to to race against on the same level and to be able to beat them. But we knew on the same time we knew. Uh, longer, longer the event was going, and uh, more difficult uh, will happen for us to to beat those guys because we knew they, they will improve uh, fast. How much belief then was there in the team after the fifth race when you led three two? Well, the the the, the uh, I put a lot of effort in the last three year and a half to try to build a, a strong mentality in the team and uh, in the America's Cup and in such a long campaign like that you have up and down like big up and big down and uh, and I always told the guy uh, during the team meeting and during the, the speech or whatever the, 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 the meeting the one-to-one uh, conversation with the team member we need to think about the big picture no not just uh, focus on what's going to happen at the present or or at the day, and um, so the, the 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 guy, the team, the, the the reaction of the team was always super strong and positive. They never give up, even when uh, we lost uh, the last race in the round robin against Ineos, where uh, uh, or even during the Christmas Cup. No, during the Christmas Cup, we had a two shocking uh, day on day one and day two, and uh, everyone was saying, even the media was saying, "Ah, oh, fuck." The Luna Rosa campaign is going to be a disaster, no? They're going to go home uh, next week. And, um, or when we lost the round robin uh, against Ineos, and Ineos the day after, uh, the Italians are going to cry and going back home uh, during the final, in the Prada final against, uh, against us. So, and you, you, know, you know the America's Cup, there is a lot of... Uh, um, uh, pressure coming from uh, pressure coming from uh, from outside is a game. It's a mental game. It's a strength game and uh, it's a psychological game. And everyone is trying to throw as many uh, bombs outside as possible you know, to try to, to to make the team weak. And it's not just related to the to the sailing team. Actually, most of the time is uh, is on the rest of the team. No, because people is always a. Uh, 
um, when you look at the team, you always look the sailors, no? Because they are the, let's say, the star of the, of the event. But in reality, behind them, there is a big group of people, which is actually the one which is uh, pushing the team to move forward, uh, and especially the short team, but even the, the media guy. The, the, uh, so it's really, it's really a, 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 team, a team environment type of work. And uh, and uh, and everyone was believing we we could win races against Team New Zealand and uh, and especially again especially when when, uh, when we lost uh, race one, which is strange. You no, know? normally when you lose a race, you are upset. Uh, in reality, we were we were happy. I'm guessing you talk about a couple of races uh, which are a regret of yours, and I'm guessing one of them is probably race eight when Team New Zealand were floundering off their foils and you were about nine minutes ahead of them, almost a whole leg. Mm. Um, but then you guys fell off your foils approaching the gate and yeah. struggled to get going again. What was that like, watching that unfold? Well, the problem is when you race in those conditions, you know everything can happen. And uh, I think it was like throwing a coin in the, in the air. And... Uh, and um, but I'm, I'm not a type of guy which is believing in luck. Everything happened for a reason. We made a mistake in that race when we dropped off the foil. And uh, it was the last, uh, the last attack. And uh, we, we, we did a mistake. But, uh, but at the end, I don't think we lost the cup for that race. I think, again, if, uh, if you are looking back, if you had to point the finger, it's probably in the early in the earliest uh, race, but it, it was painful, obviously, the day because uh, I mean, as you said, no, we were ahead a uh, thousand meter, and uh, but it happened. It happened a couple of months before, I think, with uh, with American. It happened again with Team New Zealand in, uh, during the the Christmas Cup. No, exactly the same. So it was a movie which we saw already, and. Uh, and I think Team New Zealand did a great, job, a great job to take off and to stay on the foil for the for the full race, and uh, we had a little bit of uh, unluck to to choose the the moment to take. But uh, but again, it was uh, I mean the conditions were not uh, the best to race, uh, especially with foiling boats. So Team New Zealand win race ten, and they defend the America's Cup. Well, I guess what was that like to know that that journey, that dream was over this time? Uh, I think everyone is reacting in a different way. No? Everyone is living uh, uh, that moment uh, uh, quite in, in, in a quite intense way. Uh, I mean, I have to be honest, I cried that day and, uh, and um, because... Um, when 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 you hear people or even team talking, I'm I'm doing the America's Cup. Uh, in reality, you're doing the America's Cup only if you you get to the final of the America's Cup, which is different compared uh, taking part to the Challenger selection. No, I mean it's a completely different game. To get to the America's Cup, you have to beat all the other team and then have the opportunity to race the, the America's Cup. 
And um, it's been tough. It's been tough because, uh, I mean, no, you got the movie or more than three, year and a, three and a half years or more than 100 people working uh, every day like, uh, like uh, I mean, no, for your dream because at the end winning, uh, winning the cup, especially for your country, is a, is a kind of a dream. And, um, and it's a tough moment because uh, you start to think, you know, what, what, what I could do better or what I could do in a different way. Or, or uh, you start to, to question yourself, you know, I did, do I did everything right or I was the right guy to, to, to run and lead the team. And, uh, but again, at the end, at the end uh, it's, uh, it's always... Uh, it's always a tough, uh, a tough, uh, a tough moment for everyone, and, and 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 it was nice on the same time to see the reaction of the team member and uh, of Mr. Bertelli, which uh, was the obviously the first one to call me and to actually congratulate to you, no, even if he, you lost uh, the final of your life, because. The reality is to get to the final of the America's Cup uh, is not easy. It doesn't happen just like that. Uh, nothing is... Uh, um, when, when you enter to a new America's Cup, obviously your, your goal is to try to get uh, to the final and winning the Cup. But, uh, but only one team, only one challenger is able to do that. And, to beat, uh, to be in the position, to beat all the other challengers and be able to race in the in the final is is a completely different game. And it's only when you you get to the final you can all you can really say I'm racing the America's Cup now. And uh, and and it's a mind change because uh, it's really the opportunity. You live in the opportunity for uh, and for the reason why you worked so hard for uh, so for so many years and. Uh, and uh, and it happened to me a few times because I won the cup twice, but I lost the cup uh, three times in the final, and uh, and it's painful. I can tell you, it's pretty painful because because you know how much effort you put, you know you want to beat the other guy, and uh, when the other guy they beating you is uh, is tough to accept, but. Uh, but on the same time, you need to accept if someone is, did a better job than you. So, so we need to start again and put everything to to try to be in the final again and try to beat them. I'm, I'm guessing you probably took it a little bit harder because you were the boss um, this time around. Just in terms of um, you, what kind of boss are you, or do you like to think that you are? Well, the, the, uh, well, maybe it's a question we should ask to the to the guy working for me or with me. The, the, for sure, I'm a guy which I'm. I like to listen, the other guy, uh, regardless if uh, we're talking about the guy which is working on the kitchen or or Jimmy Spittel. I'm a guy which he likes to have a um, a one-to-one uh, conversation. I'm a guy which he likes to give, uh, as you say, you no know, to to shake the hand or to raise the hand when I made mistake. But I'm, I'm a guy which I like to, 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 to live the life of the team in, uh, on, all, on all the level, not just at the top level, no, 
and I really like to share the life to the team on a different level, uh, spending time with the short team, with the sailor, with the designer. I'm not, I'm not a kind of uh, a boss which, uh, which has the sign boss on the, on the door of his office. So I'm always uh, uh, in the middle. I'm a tough guy in the sense uh, I'm pushing super hard. Uh, 300% every day to try to get the, the goal and uh, on the same time uh, I'm expecting and I want the same from the guy working with me. Everyone knows to work with me you need to give everything. You need to even forget the family and you know that because you never saw me apart uh, a couple of weeks ago, I mean, f uh, follow uh, a race of my son. And, and I'm like that because the cap if you want to try to win the cup or to be at the top of the cup game, you need to give everything of your life. There is no space for anything else. And um, so uh, until you feel uh, uh, the fear no, of, uh, of taking part of the cup, uh, that is the approach you need to have. There is no space, there is no room for nothing else. And. Uh, and, um, but on the same time, I'm a, I'm a guy which likes to have fun by working. No? There is a lot of way to work. You, know? you can be an asshole or you can, have, uh, uh, you can reach the target by having fun as well. And I'm trying to, to establish a, a fun environment uh, type of work, which, uh, which is not always easy. But, uh, but I think if uh, you, you go in to work and you enter at the base with a smile on your face, it's easy, it's easy to work instead of not to be upset uh, as soon as you walk in. And, and at the same time, is, um, I'm asking a lot of support from the family. I think for me, family uh, are really important for, uh, for the benefit of the team. And, and that is the reason why I'm trying to, to, to create a, a big family around the team, no, and uh, and um, and uh, and. But again, and, and the other thing is uh, that, that no, when I said uh, I spend a lot of time to create the good mentality and the good approach, uh, I think we need to always understand how privileged we are to doing what we love to do. I mean, we are really privileged, especially if you look outside of New Zealand, no, the rest of the world. The, the, the COVID is a this is a huge disaster for our sport as well. And uh, be having the privilege to be paid and do what we love to do is something we need to recognize and uh, and uh, and be and be happy for, no? Because we we are lucky to be involved in a, such a, a such a game like that. So your America's Cup journey started with Luna Rossi in, in 2000 um, here in Auckland, and you've also worked with Oracle and Team New Zealand before returning to, to Luna Rossi. Yeah. You've obviously talked about coming back again. What is it about the America's Cup that keeps drawing you back? Well, for me personally, the America's Cup is... Uh, uh, I'm addicted to the Cup, unfortunately, and I'm not, I'm not able to step away. And um, but again, I, I think it reflects the people uh, being involved in the cup at a certain level. It reflects the your uh, the way you are living, no? the way your life. No, I'm I'm always uh, I'm always full on. I'm, I'm 
I'm not a type of guy which likes to relax or sit down or doing nothing. And uh, and I wanna be I wanna be always with the best because uh, I believe you learn way more from uh, being involved with the best than being with uh, average people without being uh, an asshole in saying that. But uh, if you wanna be the best. Uh, you need to be the best, and uh, and uh, and the America's Cup for sure is one of the highest uh, sport event you can find uh, in the world because uh, it's not just sport; it's technology. I mean, working with 40, 40, 35, 40 designers is pretty challenging, you know, every day being uh, on the same level and try to 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 run this group of guy or being with a guy like Jimmy. Jimmy is a fighter, not just uh, on the water, but he's a fighter also on land. No, you need to play at the same level. And if you want to beat a team like Ineos, American Magic, or Team New Zealand, you need to play at the highest level uh, you can. And uh, and uh, and that did reflect my my way to live. I wanna I wanna be every time when I'm doing something, I wanna be I wanna try to do. That thing at the best, uh, at the best, and uh, I can. But the reason why I'm ad so addicted to the to the cup is the routine. The routine of the cup is uh, is quite challenging because you can call routine, but in reality, every day is different, no? Because you making you spend hour uh, an hour to making plan, and every day you changing that plan, no? Because what you decided yesterday is already too old, is or is or, or there is something which is changing completely your uh, your program or your plan or your decision, previous decision. So this is what I really like: is the routine of the day. What I'm missing already now after a few weeks. You know, I'm, I mean, my wife, she told me you need to go back to work because I cannot <laughs> stay with you anymore. <laughs> and uh, and unfortunately. In a good way, unfortunately, it's like that. You miss the America's Cup. For a guy like me, which has been involved for seven campaigns, but I'm sure if you ask Jimmy, it's exactly the same or other guy. I mean, why, why you keep doing that? No, one. You won the cup. Uh, you've been involved in several campaigns. Why you keep doing that? It's because when you are not doing that, you are missing them. So it's like a second marriage. You were involved with Team New Zealand and Bermuda. You had a management role with them. So what impact did that campaign have on you as a, I guess, a, a team boss? Well, I, I think it's been uh, an incredible experience for me being involved with them because uh, um, I think it was one of the first times they actually let a non-New Zealand guy you know, being involved in a, in, a, in a management group. And... Um, and I learned quite a lot, but uh, the thing which I which I learned not learn I I I saw which is almost impossible to replicate in any other team is, is the fact is a is a national team is a pure national team and and again they are doing something uh, uh, I don't know if it's correct to say extraordinary extraordinary. And, uh, and out of the box, no, it's an unconventional type of work, 
but it's a normal work for uh, for most of the Kiwi because they are 99% of the team is Kiwi, so they're going. It's like for any other guy to go to any different type of work. Uh, from home, they're going to the base and they're going back home. They don't need to move to the other side of the world or uh, talking a different language, and uh, and uh, and and that give them the opportunity to create. Uh, an attitude and uh, and, uh, and a mentality which is make the team even even more stronger, and uh, and the good thing of that you create around the team outside outside of the team due to company supplier uh, university industry supporter a kind of massive community, and you have this massive community which is pushing as much as they can to try to, to achieve the goal, which is winning or defending the cup. And, uh, and that is hard to replicate in any other country. And that is the reason why uh, I spoke many times with, uh, with, uh, with Patrizio. I said, if we want to try to be close to Team New Zealand, we need to, we need to build something like that in Italy. And you need to create a momentum and environment around the team, which is uh, supporting the team 100%. Then obviously you need to find the right people. I think, uh, I mean, he's impressed. If you, you can see there, how small is the population here in New Zealand, is impressive. How many good sailors, how many good designers, how many good technicians, boat builders there are uh, in, a, in a, such a small country like that. So. Again, I think that is really mentality and approach to to whatever work they're doing, no? And uh, it's funny because when I when uh, I sent my son the first time at school uh, here in New Zealand, I said, "Wow, the program of the school here is pretty low, no? Or different, no low compared like Italy, no?" And then I start to think uh, after a few years, especially this campaign, that well, maybe they're right, maybe maybe it's us wrong because at the end they got good engineer they got good sailor they got good sport uh, sportsmen uh, they have a good management you know everything is working now so again is a different way to to approach the same the same goal and and, and specifically in sport i think in new zealand they are pretty strong i mean you can look the all blacks uh, it's not just the sport it's what what they are able to create around the, the team, which is impressive, and the mentality around the team. And, uh, and again, it takes time to, to, to arrive to a level like that. I think everything starts with Peter Blake and Russell, and then he grow and, uh, and he went through even Grant. For Grant, it took three campaigns to build, uh, again, this approach and this mentality, you know? And, uh, so you, you need time to do that. I mean, Alinghi won the cup because he took the full package you know, together with them. And, and that is the reason why I think the America's Cup is so attractive for people like, I mean, for me, I mean, talking about me. And this is what I like the most. Uh, it's not just sailing or the final race. So you took aspects of all of that and did you feel like you replicated that sort of environment quite closely with the Italians or is it your own identity that you create? No, I think, uh, no, I think it's, um, it's a kind of a mix of my identity and what I learn outside and what obviously the people they, uh, I employ, they, they bring into the team, no? but, uh, but everyone knows 
You need to create that. Everyone knows the strength of Team New Zealand. One of the strengths of Team New Zealand is that, and and um, and you can see even in the other team, you know, American Magic or Ineos. Ineos, I think it was the team with the biggest budget of this campaign, and money. They are not just enough to win the cup. You need to create something unique and different. And uh, and I think we let, let's put it like that. I'm not saying we are close, but I think we are in the on the right uh, on the right way. So you obviously had a good relationship with them. You became the, the challenger of record, but it's um, it's been said a few times that you know the relationship has sort of uh, deteriorated a little bit. What what's what's happened? I think it was uh, it's part of the nature of the of the of the progression of the cup. I think is uh, I mean at some stage uh, for sure uh, both parties they did some mistake. Mainly in communication. Uh, to be honest, uh, I know it's hard to believe, but uh, Luna Rosa, uh, it was completely separate compared to CORE, which is uh, CORE was the entity um, related to the organization of the event for, uh, for Prada. And unfortunately, at the beginning, uh, between CORE, not Luna Rosa, because us as a team, we never been... Uh, um, in trouble with Team New Zealand in terms of relationship and stuff like that. Obviously, I've been taken uh, by 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 Grant and by other people into the into the into the fight. But in reality, the main problem start between Core and, and Team New Zealand and Dalton and Ace. In reality, more than Team New Zealand, I think Team New Zealand and Luna Rossa they were out of the game. But at some stage, obviously, you use the images of the team to you know, to, to to fight. But but it's part of the game. I think you, you cannot be surprised in the America's Cup. Again, the America's Cup is a pretty complex game. It's a psychological game. It's a, you try to get benefit out of everything. It's not just uh, sailing. And uh, and you use that as an Im- images to to drop uh, shit on top of another team, no? By other, but but again, um, it's not a surprise. It's part of the it's part of the game. And and if you ask Grant or any other people, this is the America's Cup. So why are you surprised? And and on the same time, is um, if me and you are the two challengers, we have to race one against each other. We cannot be the best friend. No, you cannot. It's against any natural. If you wanna lead. I will do everything I can to to drop you from the no from the throne and so historically it's been like that all the time. It will be again in the future. So at the beginning we are in love and it's like a marriage, no. And when you don't want to spend any more day with your wife, I mean you cannot. That story cannot last for so long. So is there a reconciliation? Would you like to repair that relationship? Is, oh, that, but is I, that a problem? No, I, I don't think there is any any personal problem. I don't think. Uh, I mean, I'm, I I don't see any any any, any fight. Uh, and also, we need to. I think this thing we distinguish the the the. I mean, one is personal on a personal level, and one is contract. No, if there is a contract. And someone is breaching a contract. I mean, for sure there would be lawyer involved, no? Because it's normal, it's business. 
So business is one thing, but on a personal level is another thing. Again, it's obvious if I'm a, a good friend of you, and, uh, but there is a contract between the party we represent, and one of the two is breaching a contract. When we are uh, uh, dressing our, uh, our, uh, our uniform, obviously I'm fighting against you because obviously I have to do the best for my company and, and the same for you. But then once the game is over, it's over. So, uh, I mean, I can know if you see Grant on the, on the street, we shake his hand and uh, we'll probably have a beer with him or we go ride a motorbike together. But, uh, I mean, we are not in the war. What happens next? You know, what is the plan over the next few months? Uh, I think everyone is looking forward to understand what the sort of type of cup is going to be the next one. And um, we, we, um, we, 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 we try to, uh, to be as much, as much informed as possible by Team New Zealand and uh, Ineos. Uh, we know they are working on the protocol. We know that there is still on the table the potential kind of Dido gift match. But, but again, I don't think it will happen. I, I think everyone is smart enough to try to avoid something like that. And, uh, and I'm sure they're working to avoid something like that. And um, I think everyone, by talking even with the other team, everyone is start to secure the people they want to they wanna keep uh, with the team. Because uh, as soon as the protocol is out, you want to be ready to start to operate. I think everyone is trying to drag in a little bit. Well, everyone, Team New Zealand and obviously the, the new Challenger record in they are trying to drag uh, the information uh, as much as possible because it's part of the, of the deal, it's part of the game. You want to protect uh, no, the, 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 the advantage you have by being the defender and the, and the Challenger record, which is normal. And, uh, and I guess probably they want to try to take a little bit of rest as well because it's been a painful uh, campaign for everyone. I mean, here in New Zealand is a, is a free world, uh, but outside of here is a, is a tough world. And, uh, and I tell you, the period, the last year, year and a half in, uh, in Italy has been tough uh, to, to, to handle because uh, COVID has been... Uh, uh, it's been a, a big a big thing on a personal life level of the team member because we got people lost a uh, uh, friend or uh, or um, or part of the family and and on a working side uh, uh, I mean our year was shut down for six weeks uh, for during the construction of boat two so it's been quite uh, stressful. We've been uh, in, in lockdown, in real lockdown, no, like here, no. And, and I mean, lockdown in Europe or outside of New Zealand is proper lockdown. You cannot do anything. I mean, here we were privileged to be able to sail. So, uh, so now we're gonna go back to to Europe, to Italy, which uh, which is still tough. It's still a tough moment for uh, for most of the Europe, and uh, and uh, we need to understand how to to operate and to go back to that sort of life, which is gonna be strange after living uh, more than six months in the, in the freedom. And um, but we're gonna be ready. Obviously, we are working. We 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 try to. Uh, we did a lot of several uh, uh, 
meeting to to understand what we did well and what we did wrong and what we should change, what uh, uh, what type of approach we should have uh, for the next campaign. And um, but mainly we need to know what's going to happen next. You mentioned your son, uh, Lorenzo. He's a, a keen sailor uh, and recently finished um, fifth at the New Zealand the Optimist National Champs in Auckland. Do you see similarities in him uh, to you? Uh, I think as a sailor, uh, as a uh, talent, uh, he's way, he's way ahead than me. I think he's much better than me. When I was a kid like that, I, was, I wasn't that good. Uh, uh, I think what is missing yet, but I think is uh, related to the age, and I'm happy for, for him to be like that. He's probably not as is uh, not full on like me, which is good because he will have time to. I mean, life is gonna be pretty pretty hard for the young generation because uh, world is not that easy at the moment. And uh, but uh, but for sure, he's a much better seller than me. And and the, the thing which I like the most of him is always happy and he's always have a smile in his face, which for me is. Uh, is important. He's a privileged guy because uh, he lived uh, all around the world. He lived a uh, new experience, spending six months sailing here in uh, in New Zealand and here at Dakaran. It's been uh, uh, a big benefit for him because he learned uh, he learned quite a lot. Not just in, in terms of sailing, but he learned uh, a different type of lifestyle and mentality. Which, which is what I like and love uh, of New Zealand. Everything is way easier. There is the less complex. There is less pressure uh, from from the family, no, on the result, uh, and uh, and uh, compared like in Italy, where uh, where um, and uh, and he grew up quite a lot in terms of sailing as well. No, I mean he find a good team, uh, a good friend, the uh, Carana and. Uh, and I'm pleased for him. And I'm pleased he actually won a few races. He went to the podium. He finished fifth on the on the on the national a couple of weeks ago. Uh, it was funny because uh, there were some of the son uh, of uh, or other team member of Team New Zealand and so on. So it was a kind of uh, a challenge there, and uh, and it was funny. But uh, but. Uh, uh, it's good. It's good. Um, unfortunately, we had to leave, and uh, it's gonna be, it's gonna miss uh, New Zealand, this club, and these, uh, and these kids. But uh, we'll be back, hopefully. Yeah. So, assuming that it is back here, uh, the next cup, when you know, do you think we might see you down here again? I'm, I'm expecting, but that is my pure uh, uh, estimation or my pure thinking. I think the cup is gonna be. Or, or where I think when it's going, it should be, it should be in 2024. So I guess we will be here around August uh, 2023, if uh, if that is the case. But uh, but that is my personal, uh, I mean, feeling and uh, and, and impression. But but uh, let's put it like that if the cap is in uh, 2024, we will be here around August, July, August. Well, we certainly look forward to that because uh, it's been good to get to know you over the, the last six months or so as our, our children have been sailing together here at Akarana. Uh, just before we go down and, and share a last beer before yeah. you head back, 
I just uh, need to ask you your worst wipeout ever. The floor is yours. Ah. Uh. I don't know. I had many. I had many, and uh, and uh, I'm always uh, I'm always saying I'm waiting for the next one. But um, but um, but again, I'm, I'm I'm looking for that. I'm looking for uh, for uh, for 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 that. It's a challenge for me. I mean, I don't like a flat uh, life. Uh, I like to have big bumps and and down because uh, I'm learning all the time. I'm just wondering, worst wipeout meaning worst uh, crash when you go sailing. A crash, proper crash, you mean? Yeah, when you like capsize. Ah, you, okay, sorry, so, no, so I thought it was. Let me rephrase yeah, yeah, yeah. that one. Yeah. yeah. Well, we uh, we had many. We had, well, one of the biggest actually was uh, in the version five boat here in uh, in during. I don't remember if it was just the year before the cup or during the training year. But anyway, during the first campaign, we had a big broach. We were uh, close to Coromandel, and uh, we were sailing downwind in big breeze because the breeze uh, came up uh, quite, quite quickly, and we were really far. And I remember we sailed downwind, um, and we broached, and we, we put the mast on the water. And I can tell you, for a version 5 boat, having the mast in the water is a pretty big thing, especially at that time. But uh, probably the most uh, scary one uh, um, was with AC-45 in San Francisco. We had a pretty big capsize uh, during a bear-off. And, uh, and we've been lucky because um, a boat behind us actually capsized as well, and it didn't jump on top of us. And with the AC-75, uh, the day, I was sailing quite a lot during training period, especially in Italy. And, uh, and uh, that day I wasn't on board because I, was, I think I was on shore for a meeting or stuff like that. But uh, it was the real, uh, the real first time where we felt we could uh, capsize. We never, we never went so close like at uh, that time. And uh, and probably the biggest uh, the biggest was when we when we broke the when we take the mass down during the training in uh, in Sardinia because uh, uh, at that time we were only with one mast and uh, and a chain plate broke because we were trying uh, something new in the Cunningham load and stuff like that and unfortunately the the, the chain plate broke and, uh, and the mast came down and. In that uh, three seconds, I was uh, praying to do not break the mast because if we could break the mast there, we were really fucked because uh, the second mast was uh, two months away. And, uh, and that was, uh, was a pretty tough moment of the team and that was one of the biggest reactions. Actually, the team had uh, the first big reaction to come back in the water as soon as possible. But um, but when you sail with this type of boat, you always uh, are ready for something like that uh, to happen because uh, faster you go, more uh, more risk uh, you are taking. So and uh, and but but I had many, I had many, many, many crashes or many capsizes with other boat, with uh, especially with the catamaran, uh, the virtual five. Uh, with the AC-45, we capsized many times in, uh, in practice uh, during the, 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 the series around the world. And, 
we had a pretty big one with the with the one um, non-surrogate boat. Uh, uh, we were testing a new type of foil and uh, we had a pretty big nose dive, uh, and I flew like uh, 10 meter away from the boat because I was uh, I was doing the main that day, and. Um, but you know, when you when you when, when you sail with the, with a sort of boat like that, you know you're always on the edge, especially in big breeze, no? Well, as a team boss, though, it's a lot safer, right? And then you can blame everybody else if they crash. Well, yeah, well, but then there will be someone blaming on me, so <laughs> uh, you don't want to be in that position. Hey, well, it's been great chatting. Uh, thank you so much for your time. I really no, thank appreciate you, it. Thank you. That wraps up another episode of Broadreach Radio. Thanks for tuning in. We look forward to seeing Max Serena and Luna Rossa back on these shores for what we hope is the next America's Cup. If you've got any feedback about the podcast or any suggestions for future podcasts, then please drop me a line at michaelb at yachtingnz.org.nz. In the meantime, I'll catch you in a fortnight with the next episode. Take care.